Hello, welcome back to that Josh James show with me, stand-up comedian Josh James. As ever, joined by my right-hand man, you know is by now Romford's number one podcaster, the second most famous geezer in all of Collier Row, is Chrissy White, aka White Boy. Hola amigo, how you doing? Hola amigo. Yeah, yeah, I thought I'd mix it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mate, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate, I'm all right. Good, mate, good to be back. Feels like we haven't been here for ages, I know, mate. we've not recorded in a while, have we? Nah, but it's really good to be back, good to see the team. It's great to see the team. Yeah. It's great to see them. Um, one thing I've not told you from the live show, which mm. really, really made me laugh. Right. So obviously, listen, you're a man of the people. Yeah. You're not used to being on stage. This is my first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go on. Not your first time. Yeah, but that, that one didn't count. You had, well, yeah, but also you did. You I did, did do five minutes of stand up. Five minutes of stand up. Once upon a time. In an open mic. It went down all right. It down, down, but not like a proper comedy club, big audience. Full of people yeah. who had come to see us. Yeah. Both other times I've been on stage, I was like a bit part. Oh, this one, I was on the bill. Yeah, and also, no, actually you've been on stage three times. The open mic, we've done five minutes. Yeah. The first live podcast, which was a bit of on a smaller scale. I'd only been on the podcast for about two minutes. And at then that point. when you spat bars, uh, when I, I started doing stand up and you come to one of my open mic gigs and you got up and you spat Don't bars. Don't bust the rhymes, yeah. Absolutely. At your nut. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Like yeah. Nightmares about that from time to time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was cringe. fun. It's just the well, sort of thing you do when you're, you know, yeah. high on cocaine. But. Mm. Um, Hell of a drug, um, but <laughs> funny. Um, don't condone that sort of behaviour. No, definitely not. You know, drugs are for mugs. No, drugs are for mugs. Yeah. But you know, do make funny stories. But anyway, um, so we got up on stage, and I didn't hear this. This person shouted this out. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you got off on stage. And apparently, if I said you were so red. Yeah, yeah, because I'd had a sunbed in the day. But also... Where I was embarrassed. I think you was also <laughs> yeah. nervous. Nervous, plus I literally had like a 12-minute sunbed four hours before the show. So and I was this, feeling pow. This is great. My yeah. father-in-law, yeah. shout out Ke Keithy boy. Yeah. He shouted out, oh, look, he's red boy. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. And, he, and apparently everyone was like, and I remember when I got on stage, I was thinking, why is everyone laughing over there? Yeah, I've yeah. not heard it. It's Red Boy. And I was just yeah, like- Yeah, that's jokes. That is so funny. So when we come off, so we'd done the show, and then we come up, we had like a little intermission. Right? Yeah. So I've like tried walking through to get back upstairs, but it was obviously like everyone was stopping me. Yeah. And my pal, Shermanator, he's like, bruv, you look like a tomato. <laughs> I'm like, brilliant, thanks for telling me, you know what I mean? Uh, but I think it mate. was like, a bit of the nerves. It was mad because the first guy was up on stage, Lenny, right? Yep. Doing his thing. And we're at the back of the room looking through and we was just waiting for the guy. You're obviously used to this, right? Mm. Getting called up to the stage. Yeah. I was like looking, I was like, my face is on the telly there and there's like a room full of people come to see us. Yeah. It was fucking <laughs> mad, mate. But um, I loved it. Yeah. I really enjoyed doing it. It was like, um, great feedback from loads of people. And um, so I was going straight to the meat market because I was doing a shift for my old man. And um, I got to the meat market. I was supposed to have like a couple hours sleep. I sorted out like a little bed in the van, proper glamorous, you know what I mean? Yeah. From stage. That's, that's show From stage 
to the back of a van the at the meat well, market. The trailer, the tour bus. Yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of. Let's call it the trailer. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I sat down. I'm like, right, go sleep for three hours. My pal's going to be here soon. We'll start cracking on working. I was wired. Yeah. <laughs> so wired. Because I was buzzing, like from being on the stage it was mad feeling mate mad yeah, feeling mad, yeah. and then like everyone had gone out after the show so they were ringing me so i was just answering the phone for like three hours after and then just went straight to work but yeah. it was good mate i loved it that's great mate no i was uh, it's, i'm buzzing for you to have that experience yeah you know i mate? understand what how it feels now yeah i mean I've, I've, over time obviously get up on stage does become just like second nature it becomes normal mm. you know you get a little bit of little bit of like you know, your heart rate goes up a little bit. Like I was in Brighton last night, it was at the Theatre Royale. Yeah, I saw it, it big room. Like a thousand people and like I had a little bit of, like my heart's going, but that's good. Like I'm just more excited, you know. It shows you care. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just like like waiting to get out of the traps. Mm. You know, like a dog at a dog <laughs> track, you know, just ready to go. Wait for the rabbit, yeah. But then, um, you know, but it's, it, mate, time and time again, whenever I get to see people get up, do public speaking or whatever, it is a reminder of like, oh, it's, it's not that normal to get up in front of hundreds of people no. and talk. Of course it's not. Of course it's not. Like, loads of people say it's their biggest fear. Yeah. Is having to stand up and talk in front of people. Look, for me, by going to meetings and you'll be in a room with 30 people and you share, that's massively helped. It's helped with this and it's helped with that. Yeah. Definitely. Well, but... Well, it's, actually, don't I was, get me wrong, I was about, it's very different. I was about I was about to say, you know, you're obviously in the meetings, you're doing that in front of a you know room full of gearheads. But then again, if you look at our audience, we was in a room full of gearheads. <laughs> <laughs> I think the I think the manager at the club was like, if I had chucked out everyone who uses disabled toilets, I'd have no audience left. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we don't condone it. We, we don't do not condone, condone it. it. But what you do in your personal life and in your social life, that's up to you. Yeah, when it gets too on top. Slide in the DM, I'll take you to a meeting. Until yeah. then, enjoy yourselves. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your some, of, some, of, some, of the, some of the best days of your life. Yeah, you maybe know. nights, probably not the days. Yeah. But you might have some good nights. But like I said to you when we were driving up here, some of the, some of the funniest stories are when you're out doing, doing mad stuff. Yeah. I mean, I told you a story, but listen to this one, guys, right? I was um, come back from... I was in the prospect of Whitby in Wapping, having a drink and driving back with my mate who'd had a few drinks. Now, we don't condone drink driving. No, I mean, you paid the price. On, you know I mean? I, I, yeah. Um, yeah, been done for it before, you know, and it's fucking sore. Mm. You know, you've got to do the ban and then you've got insurance. It's, that's right, it's dangerous. Oh, yeah, yeah, that above everything else. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's yeah, it's fucking dangerous because you're not... What what I, I clocked after is like, oh, I'm not just put, I didn't weren't just putting my life at risk. Fuck my life, you know what I mean? What what about everyone else's life? Mm. And that and that's what you're doing when you step into the vehicle once you've had a drink, you know. So it's massively selfish. So do not do that. But um, on this occasion, we was doing it. And, uh, he was he was driving. Someone else was driving. Someone else was driving. And um, it was at Gantz Hill and like this big meat wagon pulls up next to us and he's like, oh, I'm going to have to wear it and I'll get pulled over. And then he obviously he gets carted off mm. and then they're searching me like, got anything on you? I'm like, nah, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> not anymore anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it was 10 minutes ago, maybe. <laughs> yeah. 
and then they were like, right, we're gonna have to do a search. I was like, all right, fair enough. So it was like, pull your trousers down. Yeah, like cold. I looked away for a bit. Looked back around. They was like, no, nah, you got to leave your boxes on, mate. Yeah, you don't need to pull your boxes <laughs> down as well. Wait. Oh, mate, it was like December as well. And I just had my little, I mean, listen, there ain't a lot down there at the best of times. <laughs> You know, let alone a night Charged on the booze. in December. <laughs> December. Of all the months. Of all the months. Catch me in August. Why couldn't I have caught me in August? Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, it's, listen, it still would have been a poor showing, but it would have been a better showing. Yeah. It would have been a 2 nil so instead of said, a 4 nil. You said, know what I mean? pull your trousers down. And you pulled your trousers and your pants down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine that. I mean, I was wearing wife fronts at the time. Of course you were. <laughs> Imagine that, looking back round and just seeing this little <laughs> Martin Kemp fucking lookalike with his little belly I mean, and love hands, hands behind your back and, and all there, just like, whatever you say, officer, you know? They must have thought, this fucking geezer. Yeah. But they chuckled to themselves. And I was thinking, they'd done me a favour there because if they was right arseholes, they could have nicked me for indecent exposure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flasher. Flasher. Mm. But it weren't, a, you know, it's... The thing is, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a big instrument. It's not offending anyone. My one. No. Nah. You look at it and you think, oh, it's not something that you're wielding. No. Nah. If anything, yeah. maybe actually, come to think of it, maybe that actually done me a favour. The fact that I revealed this childlike penis. <laughs> <laughs> they, thought, they took pity on you. <laughs> they thought, oh mate, well, we was gonna nick you, but nah, you, you, he's got probably a, had it hard enough already. You've got a hard enough life as it is. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, throwing indecent exposure, fucking charge on top of that, and then I'm just a Gantz Hill, and then they drove off, and I'm like Gantz Hill, I can't get a cab, and I'm just like, oh, this is, this is sore. But um, but what I was saying is, how different that night would have been if you just got home, probably back to someone's house, might have had some girls come round, you've had a blinding night, and then all of a sudden, bang, the police can just step in. <sighs> and ruin it for everyone. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it's your lot's fault because you shouldn't be drink driving, but it could have played out so differently. Yeah. Fuck me old Bill. Yeah, fuck the feds. Always ruining the fun. Yeah. Always ruining the and fun. And this is it, we was talking on the way out, right? So then I told a story, I'm not gonna tell that story. And then you <laughs> oh, told- and then you That told, was a fantastic story. And then story. you told one and we're like, mate, most of the best stories involve the fuckery. Listen, they do. But you can't just, we can't just talk about just that. The do, but at the end of the day, and this is the moral of the story, as mm. funny as some of them stories are, yeah. and we have got so many stories like that, as long mm. as you're armed, that really, a lot of the funniest ones, we can't really tell on the podcast, because, no. you know, it's, it, it's, yeah. It's Maybe a, I'll tell that one at a future date, but we can't do two in a row. It's, too <laughs> <laughs> mean, it's a blinder. It's a blinder. Uh, you got to tell them that. <laughs> Mate, yeah, I think you've got to share it. <coughs> Are you sure? I think share it. I mean, listen, in the f everyone knows you're a reformed character now. Yeah. Um, we both know, people know, you know, giving context, everyone knows that now we both don't drink clean and sober. You know, we're good family men. Um, we, we do a lot for the community. Yeah. Um, we give back. We give back. We're of service. We're of service. We help, we help other people that We're in a unique struggle. position to be of service because we've been there. Because we've lived a life. And this is what you, I'm saying you, to you. You more so it's by the sounds of this funny, story. It's only funny because we're talking about it in the past. Exactly that. 
If it was four days ago, it's not it funny. Be funny. It's not funny. <laughs> it it's, would just be sad. No, no, no. It's not funny. It's mate, go get some Illegal. help. Illegal. Yeah. Yeah. So go. anyway, <laughs> we're all on the train up to Shoreditch. I can't remember the name of this place we was going, but it was like a seedy rave, right? So um, I got the bits I needed for the night. Yep, a few bits and bobs. Maybe don't go into the details. I had a few about... bits and bobs. Let's just put it this way, right? I had a full house. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I had a little bit of everything. Yeah. So I'd, I dabbled a little bit on the train on the way up. As we get out Bishopsgate exit of Liverpool Street Station, I'm coming up the escalator and there was a policeman there, a policeman there and a sniffer dog in the middle. <sighs> and I was like, ah, oh. sore turnout. So anyway, yeah. I've walked out. I got my arms pulled up behind my back and it was like, dogs indicated you've got a controlled substance on you. And All I was right. like, no problem. Controlled like, though, but controlled can you substance. Like, that's sweet, it's under control. Yes, <laughs> it weren't under control. <laughs> it's far, yeah, it was so under control. That's sweet then, tell the dog it's under control. So anyway, right. I've gone, they're like, that's the police station, we're taking you over there. It was like, put your hands together. So I was standing there like this, yeah, like a, I was like a Zen Buddhist, you know what I mean? Standing there on the side of the road. Because I was already, I was already at my nut, right? Yeah. So I was uh, really compliant, like, yes, no problem, sir. And uh, yeah, went over to the police station, processed me. This is the only time I ever got caught with drugs, right? So they processed me out. Four hours later, I was ready to leave the police station. So I'm standing there and I was like, right, here's all your bits, your phone, your keys and that. And I could see all my drugs was over there. And I was like, went to grab the drugs and I was like, mate, don't take this, what are you doing? <laughs> so I was like, oh, I thought I'd try, you know what I mean? Grab my phone and stuff. And then went to the party that I was supposed to be going to in the first place. But they did say, I think the reason why you got out so quickly is because the police officers said that you were good as gold. Yeah, that's it. And I was like, what's he like? And I was like, oh, he's good as gold. Yeah. So the moral of the story is. Be nice. Be nice to the police, yeah, kicking off is not gonna get you out any quicker. Mm. Four hours later, I was at the party I was supposed to be going to, minus all my drugs, not the end of the world. And then I said to you after, because I tested positive, they, I had to go to a, it was the first ever time I sat in front of like a drug worker and I fooled him, because I was an addict. And he was like, you're not what we're looking for. Because yeah, I walked in there like stealthy. looking sharp. Yeah. And he was like, no, um, we're looking for people with like 200 pound a day, like crack habit. That's not you, on your way. And then like five years later, I was in, in the fellowship. I tell you one thing I say about them sniffer dogs. Um, I remember a police officer come up to me once with a sniffer dog and he says, this dog tells me that you're on drugs. <laughs> I was like, mate, I'm on drugs. You're the one talking to the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, know they do all that for a tennis ball? Do they? The way the dog gets treated, is the policeman's got a tennis ball and the dog wants it. They're getting it. underpaid. The dog wants it so bad. They're yeah, getting underpaid. That they will do whatever they say and then they give them the tennis ball and they're buzzing. I saw this thing. It was like a police dog was retiring. Yeah. End of his years of service. And there was like a big ring of policemen all standing there with tennis balls. And they all threw him in the middle and the dog was like, oh, like just really? yeah, just like beside himself. Fucking hell. Because they all threw like ball. 100 tennis balls at him. Dogs are idiots, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they're pretty clever. Dogs though. are fun, but they're not, are they? 
They're in all I that can work imagine for a tennis ball. If it's like a little bit of meat or something. They need to get a union together. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like Who's they get massively underpaid here. Who's gonna head that up? Go and shut up, get them around, they'll be like like get them around the table. You know you've got that picture of the dogs. We're getting around to play a bit of poker. Yeah, yeah. Have a, a little snap. <laughs> yeah. Just go, listen, we need to talk about work here, right? We get Snoop, we get we can paid a tennis ball. What's all that? <laughs> It's not enough. It's not enough. We need more. We need treats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely need Give treats. Give some treats. Mm. That's a fucking liberty, isn't it? Yeah, proper. Tennis ball. But yeah, one thing I'd say is um, be kind to the police. But also, a moral of the story is don't take drugs. Be kind to yourself. Because mm. it all ends in... As funny as some very of these well stories put. are, right? Um, they're funny because you look back on them. It, it could have ended me, very differently. Trust me. It will end in tears. Oh, it will always end in tears. Always end in tears. It's never a happy ending. No. Nah. You don't ride off into the sunset with your... Well, it's rare. No, mate. It, it, it's, it's... No, because it... I feel like I've ridden off into the sunset. Yeah, of course you have, because you don't do that now. No yeah, more. yeah, yeah. You can't ride off into the sunset with... Yeah. You know. Of course you can't. Your bits and bobs. Just think, I remember going it, mate. To... Any film you've seen, it's like... Uh, have you seen Blow? Yeah. That's not a fucking happy ending. Well, listen, they can't make a film and then be like at the end, yeah, think sweet. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not bad. Brilliant. He's, he's got like, the man paid died. off his mortgage, got a nice yeah. little semi-detached in Billericay. <laughs> <laughs> fucking happy days. Don't happen like that, does it? Got himself a Volkswagen Golf, paid up. Yeah, yeah paid yeah, up. Two yeah, he's got a timeshare. Yeah. Got a Roly. He got out of there. Mm, little know? place in Spain. Yeah, now mm. he just does a little toot on the weekend, you know? Don't, that's not, <laughs> you, if you watch that film, you'd be like, that's just bollocks, isn't it, really? What fucking ending's that? Yeah, yeah, that's not what happens. You the wanna, man dies in prison. You want to, yeah, you want to see the depravity. Yeah. You want to see the, good I, film, that though. I don't know whether, um, I should share this, but I'm going to share it. Um, I was in Peckham once. Um, oh, fucking, we're in Peckham now. We're in Peckham now, yeah. Bussy building. And I went to a, a dude there, right? It was um, it was like a, what was it called? Something like a soul or... Of course, sounds like a bit of me. South London Soul Trainer. Yeah, wicked event. All oh, different, mate, it really sounds rooms. like a bit of me. Mate, it was great. Of course, we went there and got off our chat. Who were you with? Oh, I, can't, I can't say what Just I was Just code names, man. Yeah, another, no, well, you know who it is. But I'll give you a little clue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was. <clears throat> but anyway, we're just like, oh yeah, we're having a few drinks. I was like, yeah, let's, um, you know, let's, let's, let's have a bit of a party, you know? Mm. So I was looking around, went up to a bloke. I was like, mate, uh, got any bits and bobs on you? Oh, See, so you made the fatal mistake, mate. You need to be organised. No, no, but I wasn't, I would listen, this was a uh, spur of the moment. It was inevitable. Right, let me finish your story because we'll just talk about something else after. Um, but, um, I went up to him, I was like, oh, mate, I don't suppose you've got any bits and bobs. And he was like, what do you think I've got bits and bobs? Because I'm black. Mm. I went, no, 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 not at all. I just thought that maybe a couple people come up to you, you know, like, because you think because I was black. I was like, no, no, not at all, mate. No, like, that's not what I was doing. I'm yeah. so sorry that you thought that. I, that's fine. Like, do you want a so drink? You, I'll you get you a drink. What do you want, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you done me there, man. So he had it? Yeah, he had it, yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. just playing games. He was playing games. Yeah. But he took the bait. Took the bait. It like your asshole. It built as if anything, it like built a bit of a relationship. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. after I was fucking relieved, but shitting myself, and I was just like, mm. oh, mate, you are so funny. Yeah, yeah. You're so <laughs> funny. You're like fucking the next Chris Rock, man. Come on, <laughs> Dave Chappelle, watch out. <clears throat> so, um, talking about Dave Chappelle. Yeah, have you watched his new special? Of course I have, mate. You know, I love Chappelle. Yeah, yeah. He's the goat. As far as I'm concerned, he's the goat. 
This special, the first half I thought was brilliant. I don't love the political, philosophical Chappelle. When he's long-winded and he gets a bit... Yeah. I like the bangers. It's a bit self-indulgent. It is a little bit. But look, he's... uh, he sort of earned the right to be able to say whatever he wants. Mate, I'll tell you eyes. what, I just, sorry, I just realised how hypocritical, again, that is very self-indulgent. Mm. Podcast, that Josh James show. Yeah. Yeah, fucking, listen. Who come up with that name? I am hypocritical. It's the only <laughs> name I come up with. Um, the Josh James show, that'll do. <laughs> come on, bro. No, come no, no, on. mate, I got crazy with it. That Josh James show. That Josh James show, yeah, yeah. Didn't, like, didn't get it off Peter Crouch or anything. No, nah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, Pete Crouch got that Pete Crouch podcast. I was like, well, I'll call it show. Yeah, yeah, that's different. But yeah, anyway, if I turn back. So what do you think of Spell? Yeah, mate, I thought exactly, I don't didn't think it was his best work. It's definitely not his best work, um, but it's still good. You know, let's listen, I think any, anything with your Pell, I'll always watch it start to finish. Yeah. Um, and some bits really, really got me. But yeah, I just think it was, it was not his best best work but he is the best in the world at doing stand-up yeah. uh, undoubtedly i think he's on another level to all the top comedians you can think of they're there and then Chappelle is above yeah, yeah, them yeah, yeah, at yeah, the top yeah. right at the top, top of the, of the triangle pie, yeah, yeah top of the you know? um but yeah I, I mean one thing i'd say is like it went in on a trans again making trans jokes yeah but don't you think it was clever the way he did it but i think I, to be honest mate his last special I don't mind the odd, listen, there's two ways. I don't mind the odd joke, but I, li- I love jokes that are like taboo and that are on the line and that are edgy and that, you know, because anything that's not like that, I just find it a bit boring, a bit vanilla. Yeah. I like things that are just a bit challenging, you know, a little bit. Yeah. So are, what was the bit? But 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 to, but he covered that a lot in his last special. I think that like one or two jokes on a subject's cool, move on to maybe something else. He spent a lot of the last special talking about it. And in this special, he, he opened with it again. And I'm just like, like I've heard, I know your views on this. Yeah, but didn't you think it was clever the way he said it though? So but it's like talking about like, something completely different is that, and that's how trans people make me feel. Yeah, but I just thought it was like another variation. Of the same of, thing. Of the same joke that he sort of made loads in his Yeah, but special. then he said, no, I'm not talking about them anymore. And, and then think... he goes, I'm only making jokes about handicapped people tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is like, so he sends for the trans, the handicapped. The next joke is like about 9-11. And then the one after that is about the people who died on the Titan. Yeah. It's like, he says, I think this is a comedian's job, right? You talk about all the stuff that you're not allowed to talk about and make fun of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, uh, I would agree with that to a certain extent in terms of, yeah. You talk. I, I think it's funnier when someone, the topic is, someone's joking about something which people are not always comfortable talking about to other people because yeah. they don't want to tread neck shells. But at the same time, I think there's a way of doing it. I think you've got to get it right. And I don't know if he, if he. I mean, look, look, who am I to say this? He is the GOAT, you know yeah. what I mean? But I watched it, I'm just like, I didn't feel like he nailed it. And I feel like I know what your views is on trans. I think drop drop the trans out. I think he's probably done now. I don't know if he would be though, mate. He I just think, just uh, but I do think, I do think drop them out. I look, I know there are a lot of people and probably a lot of people listening to this podcast that will be, that will probably agree with Chappelle's views on that topic, right? Mm. 
but I, but I personally think, I just think such a small minority of people as if their life is not hard enough. Yeah. Just drop them out. Okay. That's that's my view on Bit things. Bit of empathy from Jamesy. Yeah, I, I just think, how many trans people have you met in your life? Zero. Zero. There are such a small minority. Mm. So people are so obsessed. It seems like people are so obsessed with this whole yeah, trans thing. They seem thing to be grabbing the, the headlines. Yeah, but it, I don't know why. It's like, just leave them be. Like, they're such a small minority of people. Mm. Just drop them out. And how hard must it be, right, to, like, be... Whether you think, whether you're this, you know, the view of it's a mental illness or, you know, whether you obviously believe that, you know, obviously someone identifies as a woman, that makes them a woman. Whatever it is, it's just like, there's so few of these people, just let them be. Mm. Just let them be. And another thing I'd say about it is like, it must be hard. If you're, listen, you're a bloke, yeah? Yeah, 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 you're geezer. Yeah, you? He, him? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a he, him. Geezer. Right? Geezer, yeah, my <laughs> pronouns are geezer. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But it's like, say you're born in one body, but you generally, like, in your heart and mind, mm. you believe you are, say you believe you're a female. That's a fucking hard thing. I'm not saying don't make jokes about trans people. What I'm saying is they don't deserve loads of jokes on them because yeah. they're small minority people. Yeah, no, I get it. And I think their lives are enough. Do you know I what do, I mean? I do get it. It's like... I do get it. It's like that policeman when he pulled your pants down. It's like, we'll leave him. We'll yeah, leave yeah, him alone. Yeah, just, just let yeah, him crack yeah. on. Like, I, and I can agree with that. This episode is brought to you by London's leading second-hand watch specialist, Kettle Club. Kettle Club are an independent watch dealer who sell a range of luxury brands all at different price points. If you're looking to buy or sell a watch, then they really are the people you need to talk to. I love Kettle Club sponsoring us because they're actually a brand I used long before this podcast even started. Yeah, I've dealt with other watch dealers before, White Boy, but for me, Kettle Club offer the fairest prices and the most honest and professional service. The boys there really are a pleasure to deal with and I wouldn't go anywhere else. And I don't want you to either. So go and see them at their showroom by London Liverpool Street Station, just next to the Anders Hotel. And if you quote that Josh James show on inquiry, you get 15% off of polishing for your watch. That offer is brand dependent. Back to the show. And I just think I agree I, with, that. I, with Chappelle, it's like, I think he is the greatest. Mm. And I just watched like the last special. I just thought you can do better than this, man. Yeah. And I want you to see do better than this. I don't think there's anyone out there that is as good at you, as good as you at doing stand up. Mm. So just do, just do stand up. So look, we went to see him, right? Yeah. And Chris Rock. Chris Rock's special come out and it was basically word for word what he'd just been working out on that tour. Yeah. Chappelle comes out, he didn't mention one thing that he was Oh no, there were some similar things. Yeah, but so the, uh, talking about the Will Smith And talking slap. about talking about strippers. What one? Like there was- Oh the, yeah, when he reads a book in the strip yeah, club. Yeah, you're all- Oh, was that in the, the first special? The joke as well about when he's saying to his missus, like in that box is everything you need and it's his joke book basically. Do you remember that joke? Was that in the- That was in, yeah. Oh, was it really? We oh, man, I was in awe when I- But anyway, what I'm saying is, a few bits then, but it's like, he's just got so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got so much. But this is one thing I thought with both Chappelle special and Gervais's, right? Oh yeah, Gervais. They only released specials last year. Yeah. So they've written that within a year. And just a lot of it I looked at and I didn't think necessarily uh, 
obviously, you know, Chappelle and Gervais, I'm both huge fans of. Would you say Gervais is the biggest comedian? What, British? No, no, no. I think it's I think it's America as well. No, no, no. Chappelle is the is the biggest. The biggest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't Gervais, Gervais not... just break a record? Gervais for that? is massive in in Britain. Yeah, but he's huge in America as well. He's huge in uh, in America, but he's not. No, he's not the biggest in the world. But um, definitely Britain. With both with both of their specials, I did watch them thinking, this is you know some bits are making me laugh, but in terms of the whole special, I just thought some of the bits were a bit undercooked mm. and I thought because they've turned it around in a year I think if they give themselves another year and then released it December 2024 yeah, but they want that Netflix money this, but I don't know if I'd make they're rich enough I doubt, doubt if they're doing it for the money I think they just maybe thought yeah this is good enough mm. but but it will still do huge bits of course it will so um, Gervais is going in on the trans as well yeah a little bit oh, that one bit about Elton yeah I funny was, dying yeah funny man it was so funny, funny. but this is this is it with um people that obviously get upset with what they come out with mm. the worst thing you can do for Chappelle and Gervais is write about it yeah he's so trying to create a big hoo-ha about it I think that is sort of what they're going for because it's free PR he opens with it right Ricky Gervais so he's talking about his last special and he's like, people are going, you can't say that. And he's like, you can. Yeah. I did. Yeah. And it was the most watched special of the year. So exactly that but point some people would Some people would argue, I hear a lot of rhetoric from comedians, right? They'll say what, some of what like Chappelle and what Gervais are doing now is sort of like lazy comedy. So they'll just say something to shock. So mm. it's not necessarily, so the laugh that it gets, it will still get a laugh, but it's more of like a, yeah, yeah, one like, of them, rather than, oh, that's really clever and funny. Yeah. It's more like, oh, we sort of laughing because we know that's going to upset people. Yeah, because you're not meant to say it. Yeah, so yeah. I do get that argument I as well. I remember you were telling me about how jokes work. And it's like, it's a surprise. That's right. It's going one way. And then it's like, you turn it completely on his head and you're like, you didn't see it coming. And it like touches your funny bum. Yeah. You know what I mean? It makes you laugh. It's like, the way I see it is you've got the premise mm. of like a funny premise. Yeah, yeah. For example, one of my jokes, me and my nan have got a different meaning for the word nosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's a funny premise. And then what you want to do throughout that joke is, and I think this is how I explained it to you. Yeah. Is say there's two paths, path A and path B. You're leading the audience down path A and they think they're going to path A's destination, but actually the punchline, they end up at path B's destination. Yeah, you like jump over there. Yeah, and you're sort of yeah, pulling the rug out, of, out from under their feet. Yeah. And because laughter, the reason why we laugh is um, a large part of it is because of, it's, it's a surprise. Yeah. We laugh out of surprise. Is there a science behind it? Yeah, so there's a good book on it. If, you, if you're into all this sort of stuff, you want to get into stand-up, Jimmy Carr's book is called The Naked Jape. He, he, um, Naked? The Naked Jape. I think I got that right. Um, Jape? Yeah, maybe Chico can check that for me. I think it's called The Naked Jape. But yeah, it's basically about a lot of the science behind jokes and why we laugh at things. And mm. it is through, you know, surprise. The Naked Jape, yeah, that is right. I'll give it a go. Yeah. So if you're looking to get into stand-up, that's I, I would definitely recommend reading that book first. Um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of their jokes is more out of... Um, there was a too many jokes of like a shot, like a, oh, you know, but a great joke. What 
Gervais, I thought that's that's a that's a really good joke. Is when he's talking about legal immigrants, and he's like, I love legal immigrants. He's like, he's like, come on, um, you know, yeah, women yeah, and yeah. kids first. Oh, it's just you lads, is it? <laughs> come on in, lads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's fun. That's funny. You yeah, know? yeah, it's brilliant. That's a. That's he's like, I just go down Dover, and I'm like, all right, lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's funny, man. But. You know, but listen, at the end of the day, comedy is, is, is subjective. And uh, if you don't think Gervais or Chappelle are funny, then you're right at the end of the day mm. because they're not. But but the worst thing I think you can do is sort of write articles about it and all stuff like that because, one, that's free PR. And the people that love that sort of humour are then going to love you're it gonna more. You're going to feed on it more. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I did think it was great. So that geezer who like like attacked him had yeah. a gun that was a knife. And he was like, yeah, well, I got attacked by a gun that I identified, no, a knife that I identified yeah. as a gun. But for me, <laughs> I listen to those Chappelle jokes and I think you've just done a special about all this. I'm like, like change, change the record a little bit. Yeah, I think he had to touch on it. Yeah, I don't think he did need to actually. What, him getting attacked? Yeah, him getting attacked. But actually that one joke of, uh, it, was a, it was a gun that identified as a- It was a knife that identified, a knife as, a that identified as a gun. identified as a gun. I think that probably would have landed harder if he hadn't mentioned the whole trans thing before. Yeah. Because it's just like a quick more, it's almost like a callback to the previous special. Yeah. You see what I mean? But listen, who am I to say anything about Chappelle and Gervais? That's just my opinion. Yeah, he's just so good, mate. When we went to see him, I was like, I was in awe of him. Yeah. I think he's so calm up there. I think it's his delivery as well. They, I think it's, it's majority of the delivery. Yeah. I like it when he says something though and he knows it and he's like looking around the crowd like, yeah. Because he knows he's about to say something bad. It's like almost like a school kid knowing he's about to be naughty. You know what yeah. I mean? I really I really enjoy watching him do his thing. Yeah. yeah me and my missus sat down and watched it. But they're, you know, they're they're good and um but I just feel like because Gervais' special won the um I think he won the Golden Globe. Just gone. Yeah, just gone. And that surprised me because I feel like I don't think that's the best I don't think that's the best you've done, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but listen, whenever Chappelle and Gervais release a special, I'll, I'll always be oh, watching Oh yeah, I'm going to be watching it. Of course I am. So have you watched this um, Fool Me Once on Netflix? Started watching it, mate. Have you? Yeah, I love it. It's good. Michelle Keegan. She's good. She's good, mate. She's fit. She's, She's mate, very fit. When I was watching Fool Me Once, right, mm. I'm watching it thinking, fantastic actress. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you you are really, really good. It's probably the first thing I've watched what she's in. I'm like, you are really, really yeah, good. Yeah, she's good. But uh, you know what? I was more surprised. I was watching it thinking, righty boy has nicked this. Yeah. <laughs> righty boy yeah. has nicked this. Mm. He has gone from Faces nightclub doing the guest list yeah. to being married to the nation's sweetheart. Yeah. Nah, he's done well, mate. Just a fucking round of applause yeah, for well, righty, righty boy. And you know what? I was actually thinking, so one of the first scenes she's kissing someone else. And I'm like, oh, fucking hell, I wonder how right he feels about that. And I know you know, that's her job. She's yeah. a professional. The other geezer's a professional. It's still got to touch her in a certain way. If I was to see my missus uh, snogging another geezer, acting or not, it's got to touch something in you. And he'd done an interview, he's like, look, Michelle's my wife, Maya is the character and you have to separate the two. But I wonder how he really feels about it. <laughs> yeah, probably not happy. Nah. But listen, what he's got to understand is, is, yeah, I think he probably does feel like that because when he was on TOWIE, you know, he was with Lauren Goodyear, who very much, she had to basically, she was with him, but she had to watch him 
juicing all these other birds. Yeah. Juicing. You know what I mean? So, and really. I know why you want to leave it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it he, he was like, probably for him, he's like, the way he's explaining it to Lauren Goodyear is this, and like, I've got to play, you know, the Lafario. You know, I, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to go stick one through Lucy Mech. I've just got to for the sake of the, my career and the show. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sort of a good argument. Talking absolute bollocks, but he probably had to play it off like but, that. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, my favourite... Trying to make something of myself here, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to live in Chickwell or not, babe? Because <laughs> yeah. it is, babe. We're going to end up in fucking Debden, babe. Um, People yeah. in Debden are claiming Chigwell, you know that? Yeah. All out. Of Mate, my mum used to be from Debden, used to claim Chigwell. Chigwell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you're getting a lot of Latin now. So there's a building literally on the corner of Debden Broadway and this, so whatever. Oh, they're Loughton. claiming Loughton, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, That's no. Debden Broadway. But my favourite ever scene of Mark Wright on Towie mm. was that one you just mentioned. Lucy Mack. Yeah, you mentioned it on the, on the podcast before. Really? Yeah. It's just fucking gold. I know yeah, why you want to leave it, mate. Yeah. Or Bring that, or um, I quite like when he, weeks turned, ago, mate. he turned up with, uh, to the engagement party with Arj on the white horse. Do you remember mm, that? Maybe, mate. Come on. Yeah. I don't watch television. Well, you just listen. But Mark Wright is, is, if you're any sort of self-respecting young man in this country, right, maybe you're a nightclub promoter, maybe you do whatever, and you just want to, you know, how can I crack it in life? He needs to write a book, really, Mark Wright. Be like Mark Wright. Be like the right way. Yeah. The right the way. The right way, yeah, yeah, he yeah. could call it. Tap him up, uh, production team. How to go from Essex nightclub promoter to marrying the nation's sweetheart. Yeah. And look, another thing, right? So her makeup and like, she's always crying and shit. She's always looking sad in this program. Mm. She's still a proper salt. Yeah. Do you, know what I like? Do you know what I like about Michelle Keegan in that? I'm like, she doesn't overact it. No, she's good. She's very good. It's just... See, right, he's got the right idea. Northern birds are the best. Well, you know, I'd have to disagree with that, you know. No, I'm telling you. No, Northfield birds are the best. North, it was still North, wasn't it? North, we see, <laughs> true. True, North, you know. It's still North. But yeah, I know he's got the right idea. Have you, have you clocked the way she says yesterday? How she say it? My missus does it as well. They say yesterday, but it's like two words. She's like, yesterday. Yesterday. Yes, yesterday. I can't <laughs> even do it. <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> like, yesterday. Yesterday. She's Italian, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what? why do you say it like that? And she's like, what? <laughs> but they all do it. Yesterday. And uh, Yesterday. And then I'm listening to Michelle Keegan and she's like, yesterday. talking about she saw the uh, her fellow's, spoiler alert, her fellow's meant to be dead. She saw him on the camera. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 it was yesterday. <laughs> I'm yesterday, like, yeah. It's a northern thing. I thought my missus One thing was I weird. was watching that, though, and the geezer that she's supposed to be married to, Yeah. I'm like, mate, you ain't good looking enough to be no, with this right, bird. No, right, knock him out. He'd box his head off, yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Right, I'll tell you what. Let's sort of arrange that. What was her fella called in that for me once? Um, Joe. Joe, because we need to get justice for righty. So, Joe, if you're fucking listening, yeah, I don't know what your real act, name's not Joe. I don't know what your real name is, but you listen here, son. Summit Armitage. Right? We're going to arrange a charity boxing match, mm. right? You versus our boy, Mark Wright. Well, look, we've already seen him perform in a charity boxing match. It didn't go so, well for Kirk. You know exactly, I mean? mate. He's, he's. He'll take his head off. He's savage. Look, the only reason that guy's the actor is because. He's done the previous yeah, Harlan. But that, that was one thing, if I could criticise anything about it, was he wasn't, that wasn't the right casting. But 
Needed someone got, more he's handsome. Got that old money. Yeah, true. And as we said before, if you have a few quid, you're more likely to get. No rich man is ugly. Michelle Keegan. Say again. No rich man is ugly. Well, they are. Yeah, they are, but not really. Says it in Kirby Enthusiasm. He's like, get back out there. He's like, I'm old and bald. He's like, old and bald, you're rich. And he's like, this rich Trump, old and bald. He's like, every time. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Certain girls, probably not. It's not a blanket statement. But if you've got dough, you'll do all right. You'll do all right, yeah. yeah. And maybe that, yeah, yeah, you would, you just will, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, brilliant programme. Five episodes in. Yeah, it's good. And, uh, Great I'm twist at the end. Hooked. Great twist at the end. Don't I, tell me. I think she'll get a lot of work off the back of it. I wonder if she wants it. What, like cock? No. Oh. I wonder if she wants to work. Because oh, it feels okay. like, I don't know how they get their readies, but their gaff is like nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's big drum. You know, I always thought, yeah. So, you know, Arge, when he was on the show. I like Arge, by the way. Yeah, hey, shout Can out, we get Arge. Arge on here, please? Yeah, we'll try. What do you mean, try? Yeah, we'll try our best. All right. Yeah, I'll try. Yeah, Promi no, it'd be promise. good. So he always... what? He's got some fucking drug stories. <laughs> I was the one who was feeding up Arge. <laughs> I remember, I remember uh, going back to an after party and he was there. And I was just in this kitchen with him. Yeah, we used to make him sing. Yeah, I remember I tried to sing a bit of Frank Sinatra mm. with him, just thinking I could. We was in the smoking section of 195 and we're like, Arge, sing. And he's like, no, no, no. We're like, come on, Arge, sing. So then we go, um, he's like, you start me off. So we started singing Adele and like the whole smoking section was like all singing with Arge, like swaying. It was good, man. Really? Yeah, oh, bless Arge, man. He's always... He's got um he's got a good heart. You heart know of gold, I mean? mate. Yeah, I'm glad to see it looks like he's doing a lot better now, doesn't it? Uh, I think so, to be honest, mate. I don't um I don't read the Daily Mail. No, you I don't, don't really no. know. But um yeah, what I was saying is he always wanted to be on the radio. And Mark Wright got a really good job on the radio. And I always felt for Arge a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because that's the job. But it, it might be good one one day. But um but listen, similar to radio. We've Come got on, a, we've got a new segment. Yeah, we have. Called Way Back When with White Boy. Yeah. Uh, following White Boy's excellent, articulate description of the historical figure Genghis Khan, we thought it would be quite a nice little fun segment if every week um, White Boy does a bit of reading and he tells us about in a historical event, a historical person, so we can learn something, you know, because as much as we are the podcast for the White Van Man, mm. we want a little bit of culture. We want to, you know, educate. You Let's know? educate the masses. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We're actually still on Genghis Khan. Okay. That little brief description I gave you is nowhere near enough to explain this man's to? life. Right. So he's dead. Ah. Oh. Genghis is brown bread. Who caught, killed him? Well, so this book, these books that I'm reading, it's a five book series. I've been reading it. This is the reason I haven't got any different ones for you because I'm still on Genghis. Yeah. Because right? it's like, I didn't realize how much this geezer changed the course of history. Has he come, in the fifth book, has he come back from the dead? No, 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 no. Now his son's in charge. Well, ah, I'll get to that. What's his name? Amir Khan. He's got a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a glass jaw, so he, they losing a bit of territory. Exactly you know? that, yeah. Amir, no, it ain't Amir. So anyway, Genghis has gone round, he's fucking, he's fucked up everyone, basically. I told you what he does with a white tent, the black tent, the red tent. Lot of... Oh, mate, but not even that. He's like, he's like, surrender now. He gives you one day to surrender. If they don't surrender, 
He, so first of all, he puts out a white tent. They're like, you got one day, come surrender now. Otherwise, otherwise it's going to kick off. And they're like, no. So he puts a red tent out. He's like, right now, I'm going to kill all the men. The women and children will survive. They got one more day. They set the red tent down, put a black tent down. Everyone's dead. And he's going to burn the place to the ground and dismantle it brick by brick. There will be nothing left. Did they have bricks then? Two days. Of course, mate. This is like the 1100s. The Chinese that he was invading had already built the Great Wall. Right, okay. And so, that was with bricks. Well, yeah, mate. Still mm. there now. Yeah. They built the Great Wall to keep Genghis out. He just rode around it. They weren't that switched on. So anyway, he's conquered <laughs> town after town after town after town, right? Cities. He's gone Wait, all so over they, the whole Chinese empire. Do you think they were sitting there and they're just like, oh, <laughs> you, you're fucking you getting that boss out. And then he just... They <laughs> Look, it was a thousand miles out his way. It was a thousand miles out his way, but he did it. He didn't... The Chinese didn't realise how far the Mongols could ride in a day. They could ride like hundreds of miles what on horses every day. What are they riding? Lambos? <laughs> I can't bro, they ain't Jesus. Nah. Um, <laughs> they was on horseback, right? But they were like unbelievable horsemen. And like, they used to use small horses so they were agile. No one could touch them in battle because they used to come with brute force and the Mongols would just like use agility and like skill and just take them apart. So anyway, Genghis goes as far as he wants to go and he's like, right, I'm getting a bit old now. He, he's on his way back home. People sensed it as weakness. One of the first people that he conquered, right, they gave him a wife, because they surrendered. So he sent his most beautiful daughter to Genghis to make peace. He has a couple kids with this woman, beautiful Chinese woman. They stopped paying this, first, so he taxes everyone. They stopped paying his wife's parents, tribe, whatever, they stopped paying. They're little firm. And he's like, no, 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 this ain't we. I just want to fucking settle down. He's like, you ain't gonna pay me, fine. He's like, boys, Go kill all them. So the woman is like, please don't do that. And he's like, you're having a fucking laugh at you. They've missed the payment. Yeah. Kill them all. He was ruthless. So the story that yeah, I'm but reading- Is he ruthless or is he just a businessman? He's it's pretty, but this is the thing. He doesn't want, he didn't care about gold. He didn't care about riches. It was all about power. So he and wasn't- bitches. He wasn't, it, it wasn't things. about riches and bitches. It was about bitches. Yeah. yeah. So. He's like, kill them all, they're gone. So his missus, in an attempt to stop the attack, in the book I'm reading, it's like a dramatized version of what happened. She kills him, slits his throat, and then slits her own throat. What a G, and what's her name? And as he's dying, um, fuck, I can't remember her name. This is a few books ago. Oh, you misogynist. Sorry, mate. Come on. Can't remember her that's name. Like, that's iconic Soratani. Soratani. Yeah, does him, and then kills herself. As he's dying, his brother comes over, he's like, what happened, and he's like, Last thing you do for me, make sure you kill all them. And they all die anyway. So it was like a big siege. It took like three months. They just catapulted the walls until the thing who fell down. Who was that ginger bird from Essex who was like, used to tear it up? Hmm? Bodicea. She from Essex? I think she was Colchester. Was <laughs> she? Yeah, but like years ago. Mate, why are you, I'm trying to tell you about Genghis. Go on, okay, sorry, go on. Chop into Colchester, mate. Yeah, go on. We're in, this is out of Mongolia. Okay. So anyway. He starts settling down. He's like, right, I need to, I'm gonna die soon. Before he does all this, he gets a, puts his will together. So he's got an older son. Back in the days when he was younger, his missus got kidnapped and raped. And he didn't believe that his firstborn son was his because he had a different color eyes to him. Genghis said these like yellow eyes and all these kids had these yellow eyes. Did they but not his have first paternity born, test back then? No, mate. In the, his firstborn didn't have the eyes. 
and he thought that he was a product of the rape from the kidnapping. Right. So he like he was pretty horrible to him. Right. But he was nice to his second, Chagatai. And then his third, Ogadai. He's the right. Them two, the two oldest, was battling. He's like, I ain't giving it to them. Ogadai can have it. And while he's in charge, the, the Mongol Empire's like massive now. Yeah. They're sweeping across. They've gone like, they've done all of Asia. They're now going into Europe. They've smashed up Russia, Hungary. Sorry, my old man's ringing me. Smashed up Hungary. They get to the top of Italy, right? Imagine how far that is. The whole top of Mongolia, China, down into India. It's a big, yeah. And then most of, they were at the top of Italy. And when that happened, when they get to there, Ogadai, the heir to the throne, dies. So all the other princes are now in a power struggle because they want to become the Khan and all the armies go home. If that didn't happen, they might have got everywhere. They could have conquered the whole of Europe. No one had anything for them. Mm. Mad, what, what, what year is this, though? Well, I think Ogadai died in like 1260. Right. So like just under a thousand you years You reckon ago. he would have taken us lot? Yeah, no one had anything for him, mate. No one had anything for him. Really? Yeah. But we're quite tasty. Have you heard of the Knights Templar? Yeah. Turned them over in a day. Really? Yeah. That's our mob, yeah? Well, it was like the Christian Crusaders. Right, okay. Yeah, mate. Fucking hell. He was brutal. So now it's like, I'm just, it's just sort of winding down. A couple of other people, it's like all the princes are trying to battle for the throne. But without the unity, it obviously falls apart because they're not around anymore. Fucking hell. Yeah. So what is their like descendants now? Like what country would what they be from? Uh, Mongolia, mate. Mongolia, where's they that? Look a little That's bit next to China. It's above China. It's like right what are up, they up in, to in now, the, the Mongolians? You don't hear much from no, them. No, not really, mate. It's um, like uh, the traditional people there's like not many of them left yeah, i know Attenborough not. done a program about it and they still like use hawks and like bow and arrows and ride oh, horses so they've sort of had not their many day, of them left mate yeah. really don't get me wrong the genghis's bloodline apparently is in like 10 percent of human population because they just like spread out but they didn't stick together he had, like, he had once, them all under one nation bigger, bigger 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 it's hard to keep it keep a lid on it and it really yeah of course it is. Yeah. They had loads of birds and they all had loads of kids and they all had loads of kids. Yeah. But yes, it was like he he brought all the individual tribes of like the, Mo the Mongolians together into one nation and they conquered loads of stuff. Fucking big up the Mongolians. Love to get a Mongolian on. <laughs> a actual Mong. A actual, yeah. Is that what they shoot for? No, it's what Ali G said, isn't it? Oh, uh, oh, is it? Yeah, he's oh, like, okay. this is the representative from Mongolia. He's like, what, you was a actual Mong? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, mate. Incredible story. Like I've still not finished it. Totally, it's interesting, but, mate. I'm gonna read up on him. Yeah, I like uh, I like a bit of history. Yeah, love that, this, mate. This has come later in life, though. I never used to give a shit about. No, nah, it's with age, mate. It's like you, dad. Like my dad's just got like, loads of books of World War Two and watches loads of mm. just 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 digests war all the time. Yeah, violence. <laughs> yeah, oppression. Mm. And we're just obsessed in it in this country. I mean, I was born in 1990. I'm just obsessed with World War II. If I ever meet a German, like I love Germans, I think they're great, but like, sneakily inside I'm thinking, <laughs> Danya. Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, but we needed the Americans, mate. Yeah, no, of course we did. Otherwise but... we was game over. But there you go. Um, so, we have come to our usual segment, James, he tries. Do you oh need to God. heat something up? No, no, no. Or you got something cold? That's for the next one. I've got something cold for you, bro. Um, uh, Pretty... Tame. Thank you to everyone also for the feedback. When I eat this now, I'm not going to be doing it into the mic because I understand how minging that must sound on the old headphones. So, um, 
on the sofa. What's he got for me? Mate, look, thank you very much. I think, I think you're gonna like it. I don't know how you feel about it. Sorry. I already don't like the smell. I can smell that from here. You can't smell it. I can smell something. As we know, it's very important to get your five a day. Yes. Which there is no way you do. What's that? We're going to try some mango today. Mango. Mate. Okay. I'm actually quite hopeful for this one. Me too. Because um, it would be really good if you could get I some like, get I some like the mango vapes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually, I've never tried a mango. Um, where's mango from? Where is it from? Mongolia. <laughs> this is Mongo. <laughs> yeah. Where is mango from? Mate, it's from loads of different places. It's, it grows in a tropical climate, tropical let's say that climate. Yeah, but my, you ain't going to go get a mango down like Maidstone or something, are you? Well, no, like they don't grow on trees in Maidstone. They probably sell it at the market, though. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? but as in where does it, it needs a hot climate? To... I don't know where the country of origin of this mango is. I've picked mangoes off trees in Australia. I know they've also got them in Jamaica. So it's just like, I think right. you just need a bit of sun and a bit of rain, mate. Listen, sold me at Jamaica, man. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Stop stalling. I'm going to take a bit. But Just listen, stay this... away from the mic because the, the slopping puts yeah, people off. Yeah, no, uh, fair enough. I'll have a bit with you. And, and you eat away from the mic. Of course. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> Again, it's quite an unfamiliar texture for me. Texture? Yeah. It's just smooth. Uh, but do you know what? I was wanting to get like, it's just something in my brain. Mm. That was actually That's all right. really good mango. But I could feel, you know, like when you get the, the spidey senses, like you think I'm going to gag here, but I didn't. But that's all right. Jamesy, I your face I... was like this. No, I know, because it's new for me. It's new for me. I'm just scared. <laughs> I'm just scared. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, mate. Thanks, man. I enjoyed that. Well done. Yeah, and no, I enjoyed that. So I've got a little list, yeah? And I've been ticking what you managed to eat. Yeah. And we rated them all out of 10. So, a mango. mango, out of 10. So, obviously, 10 for me is like spaghetti and chips. Yeah, spaghetti with my, cheese my and chips. my signature dish, <laughs> which I sent a photo of you, didn't I, over New Year's, remember? I went to this buffet. <laughs> it's like this thing. Obviously, that, I don't know why, but a lot of places, they don't offer spaghetti and chips as like an option. <laughs> but because it's you, not a real thing. Yeah, but mate, it's my <laughs> thing. It's my, honestly... So is there cheese on it? It's a bit of cheese, but I just like the love it. But if you go to a buffet, you can obviously just pick and choose. So I, if I've got to go to a buffet and there's spaghetti and chips there, plain spaghetti and chips. Oh mate, it is. Trust me, it's good. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, a bit of salt, lovely. Um, but yeah, spaghetti and chips for me is probably like a nine ten. Yeah, carbonara ten. So where's mango? Well, I probably put a I like a banana. I mm. probably put a banana as a seven. Okay. Mango, I'd probably put it as a five. Five. Yeah. Right down the middle. Five. Yeah. Coin flip. Yeah. Brilliant. I'll put that. I could probably go up a couple of numbers should I eat it a bit more and get used to it. Oh, okay. But a five. Acquire yeah. a taste for it. It's Jamesy, nice. I'm really proud of you. It's mate. nice to actually do one that I actually uh, like for a change. Nice. Well, look, I'm not trying to stitch you up. No. Good I'm sure. trying to broaden your horizons, mate. Yeah. And on that note. We come to the end of the next episode. Um, thank you very much, ladies and gents, for listening. You know what to do by now. Give us an honest 
Five star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Leaves a nice review. You know we love it. Uh, thank you to everyone that come out at the live show. It's so great to see so many of you. Uh, and um, yeah, thank you so much to just all the lovely messages we keep and getting, keep mm. sharing, keep doing this. You know, you're the best PR that we could ever get. You know, um, and we can't afford real PR, so um, that's going to have to do. Um, if everyone who listens goes tells ten of their pals, I can stop tiling for a living. Yeah, Put it that way. Yeah, do that. Uh, what do they that. what they got done on the YouTube, white boy? Uh, follow We Are L17. Sorry, go subscribe to the We Are L17 YouTube channel. Um, leave us a like if you like the video. Leave us a comment if you want to get involved. And um, hit the bell icon if you never want to miss an episode. Plus, go uh, follow me on Instagram at Chris White underscore White Boy. Self promotion there. Bit of self. Took my moment. Took my moment. Shameless self promotion there. What I'd say is if you comment on the YouTube comments, we're more likely to read your comment and read it out on the podcast. Yeah. So. How about this for a rule? We ain't reading out nothing unless it's on the YouTube. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. How about this for a rule? Never share your Instagram handle again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Go follow him. Mate, this geezer, he's absolutely flying. He's on like 1,100 followers on Instagram. Yeah, mate. Big numbers, isn't it? Mate, Huge second most numbers. famous geezer in Collier Row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming um, for that number one spot. Yeah, well. I think you've got to wait till the OSB passes away. We ain't going to be too long. I've seen the amount of Bensons he smokes. Yeah, yeah true. It's so true. It's so true. And we, we actually bought him a big cart and a B&H gold, no, didn't was we? was over the moon, wasn't he? Yeah, but we're just, you know, we've probably taken a week, for, a week off his life expectancy. Mm. But you, you fucking enjoy it, OSB. You know what I mean? You know, smoke that shit. Um, see you all next week. Goodbye.